Somebody say, don't stop short. Don't stop short. And I believe that God is speaking to some people here tonight, and he's saying to them, don't stop short. Are y'all with me today? Now, just to kind of give you a little bit of background concerning this uh, chapter uh, of 2 Kings, amen. The time of of, uh, the nation of Israel was, it was a grim time for this nation. And and, uh, King Ahab, who had little regard for the faith of his fathers, King Ahab had married uh, Jezebel. Y'all familiar with Jezebel? And Jezebel was the daughter of the king of the Sidonians. And like her people, she was a dedicated worshiper of the false god of Baal. And it didn't take long from the time that Ahab had married Jezebel that Ahab, amen, began to join his wife Jezebel in her pagan worship. Are y'all with me today? And Ahab's marriage to Jezebel actually began to cause great trouble for the children of God. Are y'all with me today? We're talking about King Ahab here. So when he married her, he married this woman that was a dedicated worshiper, amen, of this God of Baal. Are y'all with me? And here this king marries her and he and she wins him over to, to where he starts worshiping her. And, 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 and so when the king, when this happened, it began to create a lot of trouble for the children of God, for the children of Israel. And one thing about Jezebel, Jezebel hated the God of Israel and she did everything she could to lead the people of God astray. Are y'all with me today? And she supported and protected hundreds of priests of Baal and was directly instrumental in the slaughter of many prophets and servants of the Lord. And at a time like this, God needed a powerful voice in the land. And so he raised up a man that y'all ought to be familiar with. He raised up a prophet named Elisha. Y'all familiar with that? See, God needed a powerful voice at this time with this wicked king Ahab and Jezebel that was ruling and that was uh, creating havoc for the people of God. And God rose up a man. How many of y'all know God will raise somebody up in a time of need? And he rose up this man of God and this prophet named Elisha. Hello, somebody. And through Elijah, God began to confront the wickedness and the idolatry of Ahab and Jezebel and the people. Hello, somebody. When withholding, and in and, and one way was he, by withholding rain in the land for three and a half years, amen, is one thing Elijah did. And Elijah, he had performed, the Bible said, many miracles in his lifetime. Most of y'all are familiar. Powerful man of God. Did great things, amen, this prophet. And, King, and, and then King Ahab actually died during the time of Elijah, but Jezebel still remained. Are y'all with me today? And what happened then is in due season, amen, God had raised up a man named Elisha. And Elisha was, the, was to succeed Elijah. Y'all are familiar with that, right? 
In fact, he was the one that got the double portion of anointing, amen, of Elijah. Y'all are familiar with the story? And during his prophetic ministry, Jezebel was put to death, and was, which was prophesied many years earlier, amen, during Elisha's ministry. Jezebel was put to death. And so Ahab and Jezebel were gone, but how many of y'all know the damage that they had done and the damage that they had created for the children of God was still there? How many of y'all know sometimes even after, amen, things are gone, there's still some residue left? Are y'all with me? God is good, Amen. So the damage was done, and so the nation of Israel was uh, stepped into Baal worship as well under constant threat of invasion from surrounding nations. And shortly before Elisha died, the king of Israel sought him out for help and counsel in the face of the latest threat. And that's what brings us to our text right here in verse 13. Are you all with me today? Chapter 13. Here the king of Israel is coming to Elisha, the successor of Elijah, amen, the one with the double portion, and they're in a time of trouble, and they're in a time, amen, of great adversity, and they're in a time, amen, of war, and the enemies are great all around them, and he comes to the man of God, amen, and he says, man of God, Elisha, what shall I do? Are y'all with me today? And of course, that brings us to our scripture there. He said, when Elisha became sick with the illness which he was to die, Joash, which was now the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over him and said, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. Amen. And Elisha said to him, and he began to give him instructions right there, take a bow and arrows. And so he took a bow and arrows, and then he said to him, king of Israel, put your hand on the bow. And he put his hand on it, and then Elisha laid his hands on him. And he said, open the window toward the east, and he opened it. And then he said, Elisha, shoot, and he shot the arrow. Amen. God is good. Amen. Now, this text that we're looking at tonight right here in chapter 13 of 2 Kings Amen. Illustrates the relationship between faith and deliverance. Are y'all with me today? Now we know that we serve a God of total deliverance. God doesn't do anything halfway. Are y'all with me today? Hello, somebody. Amen. So Israel was pressed by the Syrians, and Joash, the king of Israel, came to Elisha to find out what to do, and Elisha gave him instructions. Are y'all with me? See, some of us, we, we come and we ask for direction, or in, we ask what to do in situations, amen. Maybe we ask the pastor, maybe we ask God himself, amen. And the man of God gave him instructions concerning what to do in this situation. Are y'all with me today? Amen. So here we are. Elisha gives him instructions what to do. And Elisha instructed him to shoot an arrow in the direction of the enemy. Which would, this was symbolic of the next promise that the Lord would give Israel. Amen. Victory. And next Elijah told the king to take the remaining arrows and strike the ground with them. 
And so what does King Joash does? He shoots the arrow, the arrow of victory, right? And then he takes the remaining arrows that are in the quiver. He takes those arrows and he, and he obeys the prophet, amen, and he strikes the ground, amen. And the Bible says that Joash struck the ground three times and then he stopped, now, I want you to look at this for just a second, because every single time that he would, Joash, King Joash would take those arrows and he would strike the ground, amen, like the man of God had told him, every single time he would begin to defeat the army that he was up against. Are y'all with me today? So he shoots an arrow of victory. And he begins to strike the ground. And the Bible says that he struck the ground three times. Amen. And then he stopped. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, don't stop too short. See, he stuck. And every time he would hit the ground, amen, the, the enemy would be defeated. Hello, somebody. So the context of this passage suggests that the king here, even though he was obedient, there's a few things that he lacked. One thing that he lacked was enthusiasm. Hello, somebody. See, sometimes when it comes to defeating your enemy, amen, we can be obedient to what the man of God says or what God says, but sometimes we don't do the things that we know to need to do with the proper enthusiasm. Are y'all with me today? Are y'all with me? Amen. And so here we are. God is good. And he lacked enthusiasm. And this is why he didn't perform more vigorously. Now, if you look at the scripture, the scripture says that the man of God got real mad. <laughs> Are y'all with me today? He got real mad because he knew what he was telling him was the very answer to his problem. He knew that what he was telling him was going to create him to accomplish what it is that he came and asked for, and that was to be victorious and to overcome the enemy that was coming against him. Amen. Sometimes you and I, amen, sometimes we lack the enthusiasm, amen, and the perseverance that it takes in order to uh, overcome some of the things that we have in our lives. And sometimes we ask God, and God gives us the answer and the direction, hello somebody, but sometimes we don't carry it out, amen, with the zeal, amen, with the commitment, amen, with the enthusiasm that needs to, amen, in order to. And not only that, but sometimes we stop right before we're fixing to get our breakthrough. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, don't stop short. Somebody say, don't stop before you get your breakthrough. Are y'all with me today? Now, it may be that in his heart, he doubted the Lord or the prophet Elijah. See, sometimes we get the instruction in what to do, but due to lack of faith and doubt coming in, we don't begin to operate in the way that we should. 
in order to accomplish what we need to accomplish. Hello, somebody. See, the pastor might tell you that you need to go get in prayer and you need to get in your prayer closet and war in your prayer closet, amen, until you get your breakthrough, until you get, amen, defeat your enemy, until you overcome whatever it is that's going forth. Are y'all with me today? Amen. And sometimes we have some doubt in our heart and our mind concerning what he's saying, so we go in there half-stepping. You came and asked for the help. You came and asked for the instruction. You came and asked for the very thing that was going to deliver you and set you free and prepare you to take you forward. Amen. And then you begin to doubt what was told to you. Can you get my hand cloth? It's in my bag in my office. Are y'all with me today? God is good. Amen. See, I believe that this king had doubt in his heart. Sometimes doubt can create us to go full on with things we need to do for God in order to get where we need to get. Are y'all with me today? Or perhaps he was confused and this was not the kind of help that he wanted from Elisha. Sometimes we ask for help and we get the help or God gives us an answer or gives us the solution and it ain't what we, what we expected or what we wanted. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody tonight. Some of you were asking for help and asking for a solution, and God gave that very thing and brought you to a place called the Victory Home where he began to set you down and empower you and everything else and everything you need in order to be victorious and to be successful and to get everything restored that you need is coming right through the direction that God had given you, but something begins to happen and doubt begins to come into your heart or it's not the way that you thought it should have been or it may be not the way that you intended anticipated that it would happen oh you I know that I asked for your help but I didn't mean like this God I didn't know it was going to take all of this God oh my gosh and it ain't just the people in the home it's cuts Christians period God gives a solution and also oh man I didn't mean I didn't do what Hello, or go serve at the, in the ministry. God, I want to preach the gospel. Good. Go serve in victory life. You want me to do what? Go help who? I don't have a drug problem. I didn't say you had a drug problem. I said go serve in victory life. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen? So he hoped, maybe he hoped for specific instructions. A lot of us want help, but then we want to tell God how to help us. <laughs> Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen? At any rate, by this point, Elisha was angry with the king over his lackadaisical response. Amen, are y'all with me today? And because Joash, King Joash, 
struck the ground only three times, Israel would defeat their enemy only three times. Had the king struck the ground more enthusiastically, God would have given them complete and total victory. Had he not stopped at three, they would have completely defeated the enemy. Are y'all with me today? See, God was about to deliver them from the hand of their enemy forever. Somebody say forever. Mm. Some of you have been fighting some demons. Some of you have been fighting some temptations. Some of you have been fighting some principalities. Some of you have been fighting some challenges in your life. Amen. And, and God is a God of total deliverance. He's, wait, he's waiting to defeat you from your enemy forever. Amen. To where you don't ever got to go and fight that devil again. You don't ever got to deal with that again in your issue. That's long gone. Amen. It's over and done with. Amen. But something in you began to question and doubt. And it created you to stop. Amen. Too short. Somebody say, not me. God is good, amen. God was about to deliver them forever, man. God's trying to deliver you forever. Not just for this season. There may be some things that you've been having to fight for a long time. God's trying, to, God's trying to give you victory forever. You know, I was addicted to drugs, alcohol, lust, fornication, everything, cigarettes. But God wanted to deliver me forever. Are y'all with me today? The Lord is good. God is so good. So my first point, don't stop short of your deliverance. <laughs> don't stop short of your deliverance. See, some of us, amen, some of us get delivered from one thing. We get delivered from two things. Amen. We'll take the salvation. Hello, somebody. We'll take, the, we'll take that aspect. But God's wanting to do a little more. He's wanting to do a little deeper. He's wanting to begin to deliver you not only from the drugs, not only from the alcohol, not only from the obvious things, but he's wanting to maybe do something with your anger. Hello, somebody. Or he's wanting to do something with your lust. Or he's wanting to do something with your doubt. Hello, somebody. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, don't stop short of your deliverance. You know, I want to share with you real quick about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen. Y'all are familiar with the story in Daniel chapter 3 and 16. Amen. If you can put that up there for just a moment real quick. Daniel chapter 3. Amen. Did I give you 14? That'll work too. 
Nebuchadnezzar responded and said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now if you are ready, at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigons, psalmistry, baguette, and all the kind of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made very well. But if you do not worship, you will immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. And what God is... Is there who can deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you your answer concerning this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace of a blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Next verse. But even if he does not deliver us, let it be known. Somebody say, let it be known. Let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Next verse. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with wrath, and his facial expressions was altered towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he answered by giving orders to heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. Next verse. He commanded certain valid warriors who were in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in order to cast them into the fiery furnace blazing fire. Next verse. Then these men were tied up, their trousers, their coats, their caps, and their other clothes, and were cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. For this reason, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace had been made extremely hot, the flame of the fire slew all the men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell in the midst of the furnace of the blazing fire, still tied up. Next verse. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astounded and stood up in haste. He said to his high officials, was it not three men in the cast abound in the midst of the fire? They replied to the king, certainly, O king. He said, look, I see four men loose and walking about in the midst of the fiery without any harm. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of God. Amen. I want you to look right there. Hello. See, the f fire began, amen, with people that were jealous and who didn't like God's people. Amen. And Nebuchadnezzar got angry and he turned the heat because they refused to bow down to the king's image. And the three men were in the fire. And the Bible says that with a fourth, the son of man, when he came out, they were untouched and unburned. Are you all with me today? Now, I want you to look at that for just a moment. Amen. Because sometimes even when we are going through the fire in our life. Hello. Even whenever we're going to, amen, when we're standing up for what's right and we're still getting persecuted. Are y'all with me today? Amen. Even in the midst of that, amen, we serve a God of deliverance. Hello, somebody. We serve a God that can set you free. Do y'all believe that today? Amen. God is good. Somebody say, don't stop short. God is so good. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, when we're talking about deliverance for just a moment, amen. You know, one thing about the story that we were talking about with uh, Elisha and the king, amen, the king didn't have enthusiasm. Hello. Not only that, but the king had doubt. And the king 
Amen. Stop short. Now, these weapons, these, this arrow of victory and, and, these, and these arrows hitting the ground was going to defeat the enemy. Are you all with me? It was going to defeat the enemy. And I'm going to tell you today that there's some things in our life that God wants to use in order to defeat the enemy. There's some things in our life that God wants to use in order to bring total deliverance. Are you all with me today? Amen. And one of the things that God wants to use and he will use, amen, is enthusiastic and passionate worship. Are y'all with me today? Because enthusiastic and passionate worship honors the Lord and it activates the spirit to go to work on our behalf. Are y'all with me today? And the Bible tells us in John that the Father is seeking after worshipers who will worship him. Amen. But how often is it that you see in church People who never get in the spirit of praise or worship. How often have you been guilty of the same thing in your life? Amen. Hello, somebody, where you don't realize the very things that God wants to use in order to bring deliverance in your life. Are y'all with me today? I'm going to tell you right now, the times that I'm going through it, the times that the enemy's after me the most, the times that I'm under the most stuff, that's whenever I press in even more in my worship. That's whenever I begin to get a radical worship going forth in my life. Hello, somebody. That's whenever I begin to, and it don't even matter if I can't even feel the presence of God. I'm not not there to feel the presence of God. I'm there to worship the King of Kings. And I know, amen, that if I can just get in his presence, if I can just press through in praise and worship, if I can just get enthusiastic about it and operate in faith, amen, that my deliverance will come. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen. You know, as pastors, we do the best we can to stir up the excitement about Jesus and the things of God. Hello. Are y'all with me today? While people just stand around with their hands in their pockets. We're trying to help you get set free. We're trying to help you get delivered. We're trying to help you get your breakthrough. We're trying to help you get your blessing. We're trying to help you get your victory. We're trying to help you get your healing. We're trying to help you get your miracle. Hello, somebody. See, that worship is like one of those arrows that's being hit to that ground. When you begin to praise God, the demons begin to get confused and they begin to fight amongst each other. They begin to fight amongst themselves. This is one of your weapons. I'm here to tell you right now, amen, if the pastor Elijah was here, the prophet Elijah, and you came to him and said, I've got challenges in my life. He said, I'll tell you what, you need to go get in worship, amen, and you need to be able to do it enthusiastically, and you don't need to come out until you get your breakthrough. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, don't stop short. 
And you don't leave up out of there until you're ready. It's like your prayer closet. Prayer is another amen thing that's used. Hello, somebody. Amen. That's one of your weapons against the enemy. Are y'all with me today? Hello, somebody. The Bible says to pray without ceasing. Are y'all with me today? And sometimes we got to get in our prayer closet you know, and some of us, we, we, we pray and we don't hear nothing from God or we don't feel God and we get, our, we get up before we really get our victory. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen? God is so good. You know, I want to remember, I want to remind you of something real quick. King Hezekiah, amen, and... The point that I'm going to share you about, he, this is at a point when he was sick and he uh, was told that he was going to die. Amen. And he turned away from the people, the Bible said, and he turned his face to a wall. Hello, somebody. Amen. And what he began to do when he turned away from the people and he began to turn away, turn himself to the wall. And this is the time he was told that he was going to die. He was sick. Hello, somebody. He said, this is it. He was told, this is it. But he turned away from the people, and he turned towards the wall, and he began to pray. Hello, somebody. And he began to call upon the name of the Lord. (laughs) God is so good. And he began to take this arrow... And he began to hit it against the ground, this arrow of prayer. Are you all with me today? And he was sending these prayers to God. And God did something. And God sent deliverance to Hezekiah. And God healed him. And he lived on. Hello, somebody. Somebody say, don't stop short in your prayer. See, sometimes when you need a miracle, you have to turn away from the people, and you've got to turn away from the voices that are telling you, amen, that you're going to die, or that you're not going to, there's no healing for you. Hello, somebody. Sometimes you've got to turn away from the people and turn towards the Lord, amen. And when your back is against the wall, hello, it's hard for you to get well. Are you with me? Or when that specialist looks at your x-rays and says, there's nothing that I can do for you. This is a time when you've got to begin to grab a hold of one of those arrows of prayer. Hello, somebody. And you've got to press in and hold on until you get your miracle. Somebody say, don't stop before you get your miracle. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, don't stop before you get your miracle. Can you put that? I know that's my first fourth point, but let's go ahead and put it up there. Amen. Fourth point four. Don't stop before you get your miracle. John chapter 5. Amen. I want to look real quick at a, at a scripture that's familiar in John chapter 5. And I'm about to wrap it up soon. Amen. John chapter 5 and verse 5. 
a man was there who had been ill for 38 years. My gosh. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, do you wish to get well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool, and when the water is stirred up, but while, I'm, but I, while I am coming, another steps down before me. Next verse. And Jesus said to him, get up and pick up your pallet and walk. See, this man had been ill for 38 years. Hello, somebody. But when Jesus saw him and knew that he had been there a long time, amen, are y'all with me? He knew that he'd been there. And, and to get to the pool first, you had to beat the others uh, that were around there with illnesses. Because whenever the angel would come and stir the waters, hello, somebody. Amen. If you could get in that water while it was being stirred, then you were going to get your healing. Hello, somebody. Are y'all with me today? God is good. Amen. But this man couldn't walk and there was nobody there to help him in. See, Jesus saw the problem, and he asked the man, hey, do you wish to get well? Amen. And the man answered, yes. And he said, take up your mat and walk. Another one, amen. I, I want you to look at this today because some of you right now, amen, God is fixing to release some things in your life. God is about to release some deliverance, and I'm not just talking about partial deliverance. I'm talking about total deliverance. God's going to begin to release in your life some miracles. Hello, somebody. Maybe some healings. Amen. Not partial healing, but total healing. Maybe it's something you've been waiting for for a long time. Are you all with me today? For some of you, it's a victory. Amen. God's going to release a victory like David and Goliath. Are you all with me today? And for some of you, amen, amen, it, God is trying to release a blessing. Now, I don't know who I'm speaking to in here tonight, amen, but I'm speaking to somebody, and I pray that the Holy Ghost just begins to open up your uh, spiritual eyes and begins to reveal it to you right now in the name of Jesus, amen, and begins to penetrate your heart, hello, and, and open up your ears in the name of Jesus. But I'm here to tell you tonight, amen, that if you, amen, don't, if you decide to stop too soon. Hello, somebody. Are y'all with me today? If you decide to stop too short of your miracle, of your blessing, of your deliverance, of your victory, hello, you're going to miss out on what God has for your life. I'm going to tell you every time I see that God's fixing to release something in somebody's life, and I can see it's right there. And I see them walk right out, right before the miracle. You know, we have a saying in the ministry, and it says, don't quit before the miracle. I'm here to tell you, amen, you can come here, and you need to be expecting a miracle in your life. Because we have a miracle-working God. But sometimes it's going to take you, amen, going past the first three hits of the round on the arrow. Hello, somebody. Sometimes it's going to take something called perseverance in your life. Sometimes it's going to take you holding on a little bit in order to get your breakthrough. Hello, somebody. Or in order to get your blessing. Or in order to get your victory. Or in order to get your miracle. We don't have no quitters in here. Hello. God is good, amen. 
Some of you, some of you got, got a thought in your mind right now. I can, I can tell. I, it's not by looking at you. You got, you got, you got a thought of stopping. You got a thought of quitting. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Hello. Don't walk out on your blessing. Don't, don't, don't walk. Can I get the worship team to come forward? Don't walk out on your miracle. Don't walk out on your blessing. Hello. Don't do it. God's trying to release something to you right now in the name of Jesus. He's trying to release something to you. It's right there. It's, you can feel it. It's tangible. Hello, somebody. But some of you are at that point where you've struck it three times. And you're about to stop. And you're about to stop. I'm here to tell you like Elijah told him. You know how you want to know how mad a man of God gets? You want to know how upset a man of God gets when he sees somebody walk out of their destiny like that? When they're right there on the edge, on the brink of it being released, and they walk out of it, and they quit, and they stop too soon. You done pressed forward this much. Hello, somebody. Hello, you done gone forward this much. It ain't the time to give up now. It ain't the time to quit now. Look what God's already done. Hello, somebody. Look what God's already done. Look what God's already done. Amen. Hello, somebody. Just imagine what he's got left to do. Don't miss your blessing. Don't miss your miracle. Don't miss your deliverance. Don't miss your victory. God's trying to set you free and prepare you to where you don't ever have to fight that demon ever again in your life. God's trying to set you up. Amen. He's trying to overcome these enemies in your life, these challenges in your life. Amen. Forever. Forever. I don't know what it is in your life. Amen. But God does. Amen. He's trying to set you up forever. That's what I tell them. I said, look, man. I say, I'm not, try- I- I'm, a- you know, I'm not just trying to get you to where you got a couple of good years. No. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to get you to where, you know, yeah. I've had victory over that for, for you know, a couple of years, man. Good, good couple of years. No, we're trying to get you, amen, to where you have success and victory for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. But I'm going to tell you right now, amen. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to take you going forward. It's going to take you pressing on a little longer. Amen. It's going to take you continuing to fight. Amen. Every time he struck that ground, that enemy was defeated. Every time he struck that ground, that enemy was defeated. Every time you go and saturate yourself in that worship, that enemy's defeated. Every time you go and saturate yourself in that prayer closet, that enemy's defeated. Hello, somebody. Every time you do that, it's, that enemy's defeated. Every time you get in your word, that enemy's defeated. Come on, amen. You, you got to get in that word. Don't stop. And you got to use that word, amen. Because the word of God supplies us with countless deliverance amen 
with countless blessings, with countless solutions, with countless answers, amen. Hello, with countless healings. Come on, somebody. Y'all got to believe that tonight. Y'all got to believe that tonight. Y'all got to believe that tonight. Hello. God is good. You know, I'm going to share with you, when it comes to blessings real quick, I want to share with you about Abraham and Sarah. You know, Sarah, she couldn't have children, and she didn't believe God when he told her that he was going to give her a child. And Abraham was 99 when God said they would have a son. And after being disobedient and having Ishmael, God still blessed him, and Isaac was born. Amen? And, and my wife revealed this to me, but Sarah was the, the only woman in the Bible amen that God gave her a new name are y'all with me today she went from Sarah to Sarai to Sarah and and there was times when Sarah doubted God hello somebody but God still came through and I'm here to tell you if you're doubting God today he's still going to come through amen he's still going to come through he's going to fulfill his promise He's going to do what he said he's going to do. He's going to give you total deliverance. He's going to release that blessing to you. Hello, somebody. He's trying to bless you for the rest of your life. Come on now. He don't want to just bless you for a year or two. He wants to bless you for the rest of your life. He wants to bless you for eternity. Come on now. Don't stop short. Look at it and say, say, don't stop short. Say, don't stop short. Don't stop short of your blessing. Don't stop short. Don't stop. Come on, stand to your feet. Don't stop short. Don't stop short. It's coming. It's coming. Amen. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Come on. Let faith arise. It's coming. It's going to happen. 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 It's coming. It's coming. But you can't stop short. You can't stop short. It's coming. Go ahead. Oh, come on.